Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Here on this glorious re-election day, I am your host, The Madman. And before we get started, I have to read this uh, public service announcement by the U.S. Mop Association. Despite what you may have seen in cartoons, the U.S. Mop Association strongly discourages people from using mops as wigs due to parasites such as lice. Please use a proper wig in lieu of a mop if you are trying to transition and or pull a fast one on an antagonist in a cartoon. Thank you from all of us here at the USMA, and we wish you a happy and safe holiday season. Sorry about that. It's a PSA, so every podcast in the United States has to read it today. It's just came down from above. That's, that's just the rules. Anyway, so we got a show for you today. Um, don't worry, we'll get into the political stuff soon enough, but even though I'm really kind of sick of it all, so uh, I've kind of been up, up in my own head quite a bit this past week, so, um, and, and you'll see from the show. So, uh, uh, just, but first, I want to just remind you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. There you can become a pa- patron, become a patron for only $3 a month. You can get access to all of our video content behind the paywall. Uh, or you can send me cash through Cash App. Use hashtag ShockMonkeyRadio. Um, otherwise, you can check me out on both BitChute and YouTube. Um, like, share, and subscribe to my videos, and I would appreciate it. I put like, four videos up on YouTube and BitChute last week for free. For free! So go check it out. Appreciate it. Um, so um, Joe Rogan and Kanye... Uh, Joe Rogan, uh, over the past like couple weeks, has had both Kanye West and Alex Jones on his show. And so, um, being that I'm a madman, uh, I, I have to keep track of the, the competition, you know what I mean? Other madmen in the world. And I just want to make a few thoughts about uh, both the Kanye West, Joe Rogan episode and the Alex Jones uh, episode. But when it comes to Kanye, I watched the Kanye one all the way through. And uh, I watched them both all the way through. But I watched the Kanye one, and uh, there's one quote I'll never forget. And I just, I, I got to steal it from you, Kanye. I really do. Um, and that's just like, when I, when I speak, it's not a rant. This is the quote. When I speak, it's not a rant. It's a symphony of ideas. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to have to lift that one off you, Kanye. Um, if you sue me, all right, I don't know how, how often I'll use it because, you know, I'm not quite as bipolar as he is. And when it comes to him watching him talk for that long on, uh, the Joe Rogan experience, it's like, seriously, it was like, it was like for the first 25 minutes of that episode. Uh, of that interview, Joe Rogan said about four words, and Kanye's just off, brrr, running. He is so clearly manic uh, at, at that point. Bi- you know, bipolar means that sometimes he's, he's got to come crashing down. He talks about how he's not taking his medication and stuff like that. It's like, dude, I know it sucks. And he talks like everybody I've ever known who's been bipolar and on that kind of medication. It's like it, they feel like it steals the, the fire in their heart or something like that. And that's how Kanye feels about his medication. And it's like, I'm sorry. I mean, you really do need to. Because <laughs> when, sw- when that kind of manic swings to the bottom end, it can be bad. It can be bad. It's, that's just for your safety and others. And so I just wanted to say, you know, I got to keep track of these other madmen like Kanye West. And for, I know it's election day and stuff, but I hope that there's nobody out there that voted for that man. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's for the same reason that I, I would recommend you don't, do not elect me. Don't write me in for your ballots here on election day. Okay. Don't do that because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little mentally unstable myself. Okay. You don't want any madman in office. Uh, even though you may think we already have one. Yeah, I guess we're all crazy. I think that's kind of the point of my, uh, moniker, my handle, 
We're all a little crazy. We're all mad here. <laughs> anyway, uh, and the Alex Jones episode, I want to I start off um, by saying that I don't like Alex Jones. Uh, I think he is in the same business that, that CNN is in, and that's propagating fear. And when you talk about all these like, conspiracy theories and stuff like that, and I did like that uh, 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 Joe Rogan pumped the brakes in the Alex Jones episode quite a bit so they could like research stuff, have Jamie pull up stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't agree with Jamie. I mean, Jamie's the most liberal person in the room always. And I, I don't like Jamie. And so, um, I had a lot of things to say about what Jamie was saying. I wasn't really so mad at Alex because I, that's what I expect from Alex. You know, this, this cocaine fueled rant, conspiracy rant, conspiracy rant. And they're looking stuff up and verifying stuff that he's saying, you know, and I think that that's good. I think that that's good. Uh, but I don't like Alex Jones because he's in the same business of CNN, which is trying to scare you. All right, Alex Jones is saying, here's the conspiracy theories, here's where all the data points, blah, 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 based upon my extrap extrapolations. You know, <laughs> draw, draw the same conclusion as, uh, as, I, uh, as I have. <laughs> yeah. You know, it could be like that. But, you know, Alex Jones, I just, it, it, but CNN is in the same business. You know, you got to wear a mask. COVID people, people are dying. You got a little thing on their screen. Had a little thing on their screen, all, you know, for 24 hours a day for, for nearly a year with the total dead, with a body count. It's a business of fear. And I, and I don't like that. I don't like that about Alex Jones. And I don't like that about CNN and other mainstream media outlets, particularly liberal ones. I don't think, you know, fear, generating fear is good for anybody. All right, and all these idiots out here wearing masks and stuff like that because of the fear NN. Anyway, so that's what I wanted to talk about because I saw both of those. I couldn't not comment on them. So I was thinking about the X-Men. We, um, <clears throat> I, have, I do another show called Lost in the Long Box. Check that one out. Uh, search for that on Facebook and uh, like, share, and subscribe that if you're inter interested in comic book conversations. So uh, Lost in the Long Box, we a couple weeks ago, we, talk, we did an episode about the X-Men. And uh, I got to thinking about it after the show, and so I wrote down some thoughts in, um, uh, about the X-Men. You want to know the sad truth about mutants and the X-Men? It can never happen. Sure, mutations happen, but they are never a great, great leap forward, as Captain Picard might tell, tell you. Plus, there is no evolutionary advantage to being able to shoot lasers from your eyes like Cyclops. See, the mutation might have to start out as a pair of glowing red eyes, and the people with glowing red eyes breed more and, and, and breed more and more, and over a hundred generations, maybe, it becomes being able to shoot lasers from your eyes. But that's not likely to happen. It's more likely that these people would develop the blood-squirting eyes like the North American horned lizard, which is disgusting. We'd never develop wings like Angel unless our food source was high on trees or in the mountains where our survival as a species depends on us learning how to fly. But it more, it's more likely that we uh, develop prehensile feet like beast. But again, it would depend upon some catastrophic change in our environment where humans need to learn how to climb. And we could never be like Wolverine. What kind of environment would humans have to live through where the speed at which we heal determines whether we live to a re reproductive age. The way things are going right now, we are evolving towards interacting with technology faster and faster. So that, that guy in Call of Duty with the best kill-death ratio is blazing a trail in human evolution. 
Kind of makes you hate them all the more. Gotta wet my whistle, sorry. Um, but females are strong as hell. Um, so I watched uh, the Unbreakable Commissioner based upon recommendations from my friends, and I could see why. I mean, the show started out as a better-than-average sitcom, but really went off the rails. Somewhere around 2016. I wonder why. Um, first of all, Ellie Kemper is cute as a button, and I would love to touch butts with her. But she's cute as a button, and the concept of someone retaining a positive attitude after being kidnapped by a cult leader for 15 years is an excellent premise to a show. Does every woman in America flick their bean to uh, John Hamm? That's just a side question. Anyway, they alive, damn it. It's a miracle, and females are strong as hell. I love the intro to that song. That show, excuse me. It's rare that I don't hit skip intro these days, and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is one of those shows uh, where I, I, like, I actually like the, the theme song. Females are strong as hell because they are human, by the way. Not simply because they are female. Ask any POW, which are mostly male. Okay, so Ellie Kemper's cute as a button. Can't wait to touch butts. Um, Carol Kane still got it in more ways than one. Not only is her character the most hilarious character, my favorite character, uh, but she is quite a looker still. That <laughs> must be getting old. Uh, because uh, Jane Krakowski is hot as hell, you know? Uh, even though her character needs to be taken out back and shot because that is a useless human being. Human being. Uh, even Titus is more useful than her. <laughs> uh, and I hate Titus. Titus should have uh, not been in this show. I don't care how good he sings. And I'm sick and tired of all the narcissistic homosexual uh, sexual requirements of all these modern shows. It's like only fag hags write television shows these days. Speaking of which, I expected more from Tina Fey. She's an excellent comedy writer, and I think we deserve more than recycled Seinfeld jokes, recycled Friends jokes, and recycled 30 Rock jokes. You phoned this one in, Tina, and I expected more from you because of all the excellent comedy you already have on your IMDb page. Shame on your gorgeous ass, Tina. <laughs> She's so fucking cute. It's hard to stay mad at her. How about you? You got the hots for Tina Fey too? I do. <laughs> so I mentioned that I can't stand the superfluous gay diva, uh, black gay diva. Uh, moving on to the, and, and then it moved on to this going woke cult nature of the show, uh, which is not unique after 2016. Um, so yes, Tina and writing staff at Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you are guilty of trying to preach to America because you're so butthurt about 2016. However, you were able to sneak in some laughs despite it, even if you had to steal ideas from 90s TV sitcoms. But you're the kind of people who cannot hear the, that compliment because you stopped listening to me as soon as I used the phrase fag hag, and that is what is wrong with you, and therefore the entire show. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 8 of 13 stars, minus 5 stars for blatant misandry and useless B-plots involving Titus. She doesn't belong in the show. All right, so I'm going to rant about election day. It's time for the politics stuff. Yay. Re-election day. Um, first of all, good for you for voting. Uh, that's your civic duty, your civic right, and God bless America because, you know, <laughs> there's very few countries <laughs> where you even have any semblance of an honest election like we do here in this country. Okay? <laughs> good for you for voting. 
hopefully your objective and informed enough voter and have voted for Trump. But regardless, voting is a privilege that most people in the world do not get. Your privilege is showing. <laughs> I think Trump is going to win because we have all been laughing so hard at all those angry white women screaming and ranting on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. It is so hilarious that you acted like spoiled children who didn't get their way, when in fact, you just showed the world, and more importantly, American voters, that women cannot handle even the prospect of power. You were so certain that Hillary would win, and you threw a temper tantrum for four fucking years. Screaming into the sky and into the internet with hysterical histrionics that justify our lexicon's need for such words. Did you understand what I said? Should I slow down, say it again so you can understand it? Just playing, ladies. You know I love you. Women can obviously handle power. Take Amy Coney Barrett, for example. But your role, role models are people like Hillary Clinton, a corrupt murderer. Nancy Pelosi, an insane partisan drunk. And AOC, a narcissistic moron who only desires fame. And that is not helping your cause. The people of the world, and specifically the United States, are sick of the lockdowns. COVID is not as dangerous as stated by the media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself. And so the cabal of media and Democrats are using these face masks and fear of COVID like a weapon to blackmail the American voters into giving them power. Because that's all they want, power. They want the power to tell you what to do, what to say, what you can or can't own. They want to take your guns. They want power, unlimited power. Then they shoot lightnings out of their fingers. And Americans aren't into totalitarian assholes. Speaking of the media, they think you are idiots. Seriously. That's why they censor people on social media, because they think if you do not hear the other side of any argument, then you are so stupid to just take what they say at face value. If they edit the video clip just right so that they can fool your dumb brains into voting Democrat today, that's what they do. That's what they think of you. I think you are way smarter than that. Hell, I know 50 Cent and Little Wayne are smarter than that. Worse, they think blacks and Hispanics are so dumb that they will vote for a Democrat party straight down the ticket. You know who thinks like that? Racists. How does anyone not know that the Democrat party are the racists, the party of the secessionists, the party of Jim Crow. How the fuck did anyone get convinced that the Republicans were the racists? Speaking of which, there's a shitload of Americans who are sick and tired of being called racist when they are not, or sexist when they are not, or whateverist when they are not. You insane, woke morons are so desperate to find a racist in the 21st century where they have been going, out of, going the way of the dodo since the 1960s that they literally have to create these bigots out of thin air or even attack an inanimate bronze statue of a bigot. You're chasing myths and fantasies in this regard, and which in my professional opinion makes you mentally ill and desperately in need of cognitive behavioral therapy to get your mind within the realm of reality. We are sick of the censorship and cancel culture. We're tired of missing out on Louis C.K.'s comedy while Jeffrey Tubin gets to keep his job. We're sick of the bias. We're sick of the propaganda. And we're sick of you, liberals. We're sick of nonsense like making up a billion genders between male and female trying to force everyone to use zer as if it's an actual word. 
Progressiveness for its own sake is insanity. Building a car out of chocolate is a very progressive idea, but it's insane and practical and stupid and probably cooked up in the mind of a woman or madman. And there are far too many of us in this country for us to be, there's far too many of us in this country for, all be, for us all to be the queen of chocolate land. I declare myself the queen of chocolate land. But you're a man, quiet you. Don't force your obsolete gender roles on me. Off with his head. Then torture him and feed him to the chocolate alligators in the chocolate milk moat that surrounds Chocolate City, the capital of chocolate, chocolate land. As your queen, I promise every citizen a chocolate turkey in every pot, a dozen Cadbury cream eggs in every refrigerator. And as your queen, these arguments about the white chocolate side of town and the dark chocolate side of town needs to come to an end. After all, it's all chocolate and therefore good. Some of you may be wondering about taxes here in chocolate land. Now that I am your queen, fret not my good subjects, for you will find yourself with even more chocolate coins in your pocket every month. Thanks to my economic plan, which I call trickle-down chocolate-nomics. Imagine the economy as a great big chocolate fountain, and you could take your small business, skewer it with a stick, and dip it in the chocolate, thus making everything better. Anything and everything dipped in chocolate is made better. You have a pig farm, you could dip the bacon in the chocolate. You make Twinkies, you could dip it in the chocolate. You make electric cars, you could dip it in the chocolate. You sell skins for a fortnight, you can dip it in the chocolate. Yes, trickle-down chocolate-nomics is good for everyone. Now I, the queen of chocolate land, am not opposed to jelly beans in general, but when they sneak illegally into chocolate land and dipping into the chocolate fountain that you paid for with your chocolate coins, that's a problem. And as you know, the gummy bears and gummy worms and gummy coyotes have been helping the jelly beans sneak into chocolate land. So I, your queen... We'll build a long chocolate wall along the Hundred Grand River, where I, as a young princess, fished many times along that river, pulling out Swedish fish all day long. Our southern border, to prevent the jelly beans from illegally sneaking into chocolate land. Now, as your queen of chocolate land, I have many meetings to attend. For example, I'm leaving here now to go talk to Elon Musk about his innovations in chocolate, including a chocolate life raft a chocolate fly swatter, and a chocolate Elton John who actually sings. Farewell to you, my lovely subjects of Chocolate Land. Hershey's hugs and kisses to all of you. <sighs> what happened? I blacked out. Are we doing the show? Uh, I guess it's time for the news worth knowing. I'm thirsty. I've got a weird hankering for like a... I don't know, like, like chocolate or something. Anyways, getting to the news worth knowing. Here's our first story. Psychiatrist featured on CNN. MSNBC praises Hitler in tweet attacking Trump. Dr. Brandy X. Lee later deleted the tweet, deleted the tweet following backlash. Outspoken psychiatrist Dr. Brandy X. Lee raised eyebrows on Monday when she criticized President Trump by complimenting Adolf Hitler in a series of Twitter posts. Lee, a psychiatrist at the Yale School of Medicine's Law and Psychiatry Division, has previously diagnosed Trump with various psychological ailments uh, from afar, but outdid herself in a bizarre attempt at a history lesson in an effort to compare the incumbent Republican to the ruthless Nazi dictator. Quote, Donald Trump is not Adolf Hitler, Lee began. 
At least Hitler approved. Oh my God. <laughs> Donald Trump is not Hitler, Lee began. At least Hitler improved the daily life of his followers, had discipline, and required more of, him, of himself to gain the respect of his followers. Even with, that, even with the same pathology, there are varying degrees of competence. Wow. <laughs> Lee, who has appeared on CNN and MSNBC, later deleted the tweet amid backlash, but stopped short of offering an apology. Quote, okay, I've taken it down since it has upset so many people and was not provoking thought but the opposite, she wrote. Of note, my statement is not how little Donald Trump believes he needs to, uh, how little Donald Trump believes he needs to do to retain his followership, not to minimize Adolf Hitler's atrocities. If we cannot look at parallels in histories and learn from them, we are truly poised to repeat it, Lee went on. I say so in heartbreak for the 11 million lives lost, not not for their minimalization. Currently, we're looking at $7 billion at risk without exaggeration if we soberly thought about it. She later clarified the main point in case was un unclear. Someone who was dangerous, uh, who has dangerous mental pathology is more competent, even if not fully competent, can commit greater evil. I could have said, I could have said from this that Hitler is worse, not better. It comes, <laughs> and, some, and some seem to have, as some seem to have oddly concluded. She talks weird. Last year, Lee participated in the CNN panel that made headlines when her fellow psychiatrist, Dr. Alan Francis, claimed that Trump was responsible for more deaths than Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and Mao Zedong. Zedong? Zedong? Without receiving any pushback from reliable sources, host Brian Stelter. Stelter, yeah. Stelter then blamed technical difficulties for not hearing Francis' remarks in full, in full after the segment was criticized online. So, um, yeah. Listen, I am not against censorship at, in any way. And, it, and I think that there's, the reason I believe is that when you see stupid people like that with an MD after their name, they say stupid things, you, you begin to understand how the re world really works and you can understand that uh, just because somebody is a doctor does not make them smart. All right, just because they have a long title in their name or their job doesn't make them smart. All right, people know the competent people in, in where you work. I always like it, likened it to uh, if you've ever seen Band of Brothers. There's a there's a scene where they're talking about is like um, if we get their the soldiers sitting there talking about I'm not if I'm if I hit combat and I'm with uh, this lieutenant or this sergeant, you know, and I think they're incompetent. I'm going to move on down the line and find somebody who really knows what they're doing, like Lieutenant Winters. And I th that's just the simple fact of life is like competence. The competent people know who the competent people are. And just because you have a big title or a, or a rank doesn't make you a competent person, doesn't make you an intelligent person. All right. So take everyone's opinion with a grain of salt. And I think that it's good that we have freedom of speech so that even idiots like this can post and we can all see their idiocy. It's good that we can have the madman. Rant, ranting on YouTube or something somewhere. YouTube or BitChute. It's good. That way you can say, you can compartmentalize the madness. Boom. That's all there. You don't like that room? Don't walk into the room. You know? <laughs> Ugh, people are crazy. This has been a crazy day. It's election day. It's election day. Anyway, so let's go to the next story. Not so ideological. Volunteer. Volunteer group warns of planned Antifa election violence regardless of outcome. Former special forces and intelligence professionals purport to debunk the theory that Antifa is ideological rather than a cohesive threat. Uh, excuse me. 
Local and federal law enforcement agencies around the country have had, a secu- have had security plans drawn up for weeks in anticipation of any possible civil unrest that may be triggered by the results of the 2020 presidential election. Major cities, still reeling from a summer of relentless <clears throat> demonstrations and riots, are bolstering securities in their downtown areas as shops board up their windows. Security experts say there is a legitimate concern and reason for cities to brace for brutality. Quote, our intelligence shows <clears throat> that no matter who wins the election, they, Antifa, are planning a massive Ant- Antifa Tet offensive bent on destroying the global order that they, have, they are not beholden to any one party. Robert Lewis told Fox News. Their sole purpose is to create havoc, fear, and intimidation. Lewis is a former U.S. Army Green Beret and founder of the First Amendment Praetorian 1AP and a crowdfunded volunteer force of military law enforcement intel agency community professionals standing up to protect the First Amendment for those who use it. 1AP bills itself as a team dedicated to providing intelligence and security services to protect grassroots events from fear... Uh, from fear of outside agitators and disruptors, with the purpose of making patriotic religious events safe again. Patriotic and religious events safe again. Quote, we specifically focus on grassroots uh, religious or political events. Larger companies can afford to hire their own security and intelligence teams, but we want the smaller and grassroots organizations to be kept safe, Lewis said. Short for anti-fascist, the left-wing group has come under intense scrutiny by the White House and Justice Department as an acute security threat, with President Trump earlier this year threatening to label the outfit as a terrorist organization. However, critics of the administration's focus on the shadowy leftist collective insist that the peril posed has been uh, overplayed dramatically. Uh, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden has also framed Antifa as an ideology rather than a cohesive body, which was depicted by FBI Director Christopher Wray. But the likes of Lewis and those uh, at the helm of 1AP, comprised of hundreds of volunteers with backgrounds working in law enforcement, government intelligence, military, and special operations, beg to differ. Lewis said that while they, could primarily, while they started primarily as a security service, efforts on intel collection have ramped up in recent months, which includes a significant number of their volunteers quietly embedding with Antifa-like wings. Their intel efforts, he said, have also brought uh, to life a trove of documents that include Antifa is far from a hodgepodge, spur-of-the-moment mobilization. Quote, we use the traditional intelligence fusion cycle, planning and direction, collection, processing, and analysis and production, dissemination and reevaluation. We are currently in the collection phase. We have human, SIGINT, OSINT, and TECINT capabilities. Nice. They really are. <laughs> they're private. They're, yeah, like public spies. <laughs> Great. He continued, and and like any network, the Antifa planning and funding comes from a few main sources and people, and then is splintered, filtered, and laundered out to many affinity groups to maintain the no-organization tie, quote-unquote. In the report breakdown of one uh, Washington, D.C. event helmed by the volunteer group in October, personnel depicted Antifa as having organizers, spotters, and people to probe our defenses, and operatives who changed clothes multiple times in the event at the event to try to evade detection. Quote, they also attempted to launch PSYOPs, and if you can believe it, tried once again to insert false Russian collusion operative, uh, operative narrative uh, via an actor at the event. One AP states, the most interesting part is when they start uh, fake fights with each other to dry onlurkers into the fray. Lewis also maintains that Antifa is much more advanced 
than people give them credit for in terms of intelligence collection and counterintelligence, and that they are frequently changing their tactics, techniques, and procedures, uh, and logistics, TTPs. For anyone who believes Antifa is just a grassroots idea and their attacks are, or, are organic, we have a simple answer. Do organic spur-of-the-moment movements and actions need logistics? He continued, citing multiple open-source documents that point to having a comprehensive funding and planning group, a PR group, and logistics. 1AP's collection and analysis allege a network of food distributors to sustain foot soldiers on the ground, along with fundraising efforts for financial and pre-planned events, which negates the organic spur-of-the-moment talking point directly. How else do you have pallets of bricks pre-positioned in street corners? How do you have uh, a comprehensive legal network ready to defend or bail out their operatives and foot soldiers at the drop of a hat? Lewis continued, underscoring that the apparent leaderless movement is comprised of different cells nationwide with inner circles and outer circles. The inner circle only meets with certain leaders of the outer circle, who then pass the directions off to the peripheral groups. These cells in in the other circle can be anywhere from uh, five to thousands of people. Lewis claimed. This exact methodology is what allows them to say they aren't an organized group as the majority of their numbers are made up of these peripheral groups or cells. In the 1AP view, Antifa is a deliberately decentralized organization in which there is no overall leader, and yet a number of cells issue two similar uh, instructions or specific complementary instructions uh, with other sections they, they were working with. It strongly indicates a model of command where individual cell leaders are given instructions in private or through an anonymous media. He continued, uh, there, uh, contended, there is zero possibility of such a large coincidence. Moreover, Lewis claimed that the professional analysts on their team routinely scour the internet, social media, and dark web uh, with some infiltrating uh, their encrypted forums to have an ear out for anything they, they are saying or planning, highlighting that the level of operational security and tech savviness of the Antifa affiliation, affiliated is especially advanced. Nonetheless, some security experts experts argue that the danger posed by Antifa-affiliated pales in in comparison with far-right extremists. An Associated Press review of court documents released last month denoted that very few few charged with crimes connected to protests appeared to have been affiliated with organized extremist groups, and instead many were young suburban adults from very neighborhood Trump's vows to protect from the violence. (laughs) Indeed, many experts concurred that the common denominators for the discord are extremely anti-government views or left on, a, on either a left or right basis. With many traveling to significant cities such as New York from other states such as New Jersey or Pennsylvania to participate in the protest movement. Quote, I also believe that there are some foreign uh, instigation in causing the violence to boil over as well. If I were our enemy, I'd be preparing to take advantage of all this chaos, observed Ty, Ty Smith, retired Navy SEAL and founder of CEO of ComSafe AI. That's right. Uh, quote, my personal concern still lies with the f- uh, far right and white supremacists. While far left is arming, the far right has been armed for, for a very long time already, and they've been training. Roderick Jones, Roderick Jones, the founder of the risk consultancy firm's Concentric Advisors, said supporters of either candidate will likely exercise their First Amendment rights to assemble following their vote, pinpointing that the weekend following the election would appear to be a particular hotspot. Meanwhile, Ryan Morrow, a national security expert with the Clarion Project, asserted that not while, not since the sudden rise of ISIS has, has he seen so much concern for, from, from law enforcement. 
It is very apparent from my team's monitoring of online threats that Antifa-type groups intend to engage in violence in the aftermath of the election, especially if Trump wins. Rallying, uh, rallies celebrating Trump's victory would be, most, would be the most obvious target for violent disruption, he said. But the threat, the threat comes from multiple angles. There are many extremists who hate Antifa and, and the left and don't necessarily want to inst- initiate violence, but are eager to jump into, the, into a fight once it begins. Dana Picor, a former LAPD trainer and officer, also highlighted that the anticipation over the turmoil has contributed to a recent spike in gun sales as fearful families and individuals prepare to protect themselves, while police departments are also drafting ready position move-in strategies to contain violent eruptions. And according to Curtis Sliwa, 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 the founder of a 4,000-strong nonprofit Guardian Angels, uh, was preparing to patrol the streets across the country amid the likelihood of post-election furor. (laughs) F-U-R-O-R. The mayhem is slated to be perpetrated by three types, people on the far left and the people on the far right who do not trust or believe in government and those who see it as an opportunity to loot out. (laughs) Covers it all, I think. Uh, Quote, there are groups who have planned for this for some time. Antifa is a paramilitary group that has done this over the summer. They first graffiti bust windows and start to loot, but quickly keep moving ahead. Militia groups and far-right groups will look to settle scores of Black Lives Matter and Antifa when the demonstration starts. God, I hope not. They will be in vehicles and try to enter the areas with bats, pipes, pepper spray, and in some instances, guns. And then, Sliwa concluded, are the always prepared organized thugs who communicate on WhatsApp with an one with another and use the term it's time to go to work they come with backpacks and tools and bus locks pry plywood bust windows and go into stores in waves next day they'll post items on craigslist facebook marketplace ebay or fence the items in the streets it's just another payday yeah so um and i hope you're being safe <laughs> tonight hopefully it's not going to be a purge <laughs> uh and uh, i really i I, I, I talked about it last week, you know, if there's a a war <laughs> between this obviously organized uh, group, you know, I think, I think that we all know that, that Antifa's, you know, they just adopted the uh, business model of like Al-Qaeda and ISIS and stuff like that. Operational cells that you can't link, link together with RICO. I think it all started with RICO. <laughs> you can start, uh, the, you know, all the conspirators. <laughs> you can get all the conspirators with Rico. Suave. All right, let's go to this next story. Twitter, Twitter censors Trump's tweet, knocking Supreme Court's Pennsylvania vote. Facebook also cracks down. A recent study showed Trump being censored by Twitter and Facebook 65 times since May 2018. Never did that shit to Obama. Twitter and Facebook cracked down on President Trump's account yet again Monday, this time over, post-slamming, over a post slamming a recent Supreme Court ruling on Pennsylvania's extension for ballot counting. All eyes have been on Pennsylvania in recent weeks as polls between Trump and Joe Biden have tightened in the Keystone State. However, the Supreme Court ruled last week that Pennsylvania officials will be able to count ballots received up to three days after the election. On Monday evening, Trump sat on the alarm on the dangerous precedent that was set. Quote, the Supreme Court decision on voting in Pennsylvania is a very dangerous one, Trump wrote. It will allow rampant and unchecked cheating and will undermine our entire system of laws. It will, 
it will also induce violence in the streets. Something must be done. However, Twitter users cannot automatically see the tweet. Quote, some or all of the content shared in this tweet is disputed and might be misleading about, the, about an election or other civic process, the label warns, before allowing users to view Trump's tweet. There's also a war- warning label attached to the bottom of the tweet's uh, reading, learn how voting and mail is safe and secure, which links to a separate Twitter report on the subject. Users cannot like or retweet Trump's post, only allowing quote tweets that force other users to provide a reaction on what, is declar- what, it, what was declared a misleading tweet. Facebook took similar action, adding a label to Trump's uh, post telling users both voting by mail and voting in person have a long history of trustworthiness in the U.S. Voter fraud is extremely rare across voting methods. It identified the Bipartisan Policy Center as its source. (laughs) Uh, President Trump has long feuded with Twitter and Facebook during the election cycle, specifically on the issue of censorship. A recent study last month showed the president being censored by both tech giants a whopping 65 times since May 2018. You know, they're censoring your commander-in-chief. That's the kind of power that these social media giants wield. You understand what we're dealing with? They could tell the president to shut up. Okay? Granted, we as American voters... If we walk in the room and you tell Trump to shut up, it's not only um, you're right, it's also likely. Because <laughs> that guy just always running, shooting off in the mouth. I get it. Okay. But the point is, is that they can literally censor his, his way to communicate with the American people. You know, they don't do fireside chats anymore. They just, they can tweet all day long if they want. So, it's like, it's like uh, we used to have like the president sitting in a, at his desk talking to the American people. They get a hold of it, and they could say what they want on the screen. They could put what they want on the screen to rebut what he's saying. And it's like they get editing rights. And that's not how it should be, ladies and gentlemen. That is not how it should be. This is America. You know, cry me a river with these tech giants. Oh, we've got to have different... Different, different versions of Twitter for every different country. Boo hoo hoo hoo! It's just data running out of space. <laughs> Make more hard drives, jackasses. Oh, no profits. Cry me a river. Cry me a river. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. Los Angeles County Sheriff has a zero-tolerance policy for looting and violence this week. Well, we'll see about that. Anyway, uh, Villanueva said law enforcement was able to learn from the unrest that swept through much of the city in the wake of George Floyd's death. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office said it would exercise a zero-tolerance policy this week as many businesses in the city prepare for the possibility of unrest after the election. Bill Melugan an investigative reporter for Fox, Los, for Fox Los Angeles tweeted that deputies are already working 12-hour patrols and are operating <clears throat> three mobile field stations. There will be special response teams prepared to deploy across the city, including downtown Los Angeles, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, and Santa Monica. Sheriff Alex Villanueva said law enforcement was able to learn from the unrest that swept through much of the city in the wake of George Floyd's death last May. Many stores in the city were boarded up 
including the luxury flagships, uh, flagships along Rodeo Drive, the iconic strip in Beverly Hills. Villa, Villa Nueva told Malugan he believes if a group of people is willing to do something stupid like vandalize or loot, his department is ready, will be ready to respond. Villanueva said that he would, he would make the decision on whether to deploy the National Guard. He said, he said the last time Mayor Eric Garcetti held off deploying the National Guard and said, this isn't 1992. Melugan said hours later, and they were deployed. Garcetti's office not, was not immediately, did not immediately respond to Fox seeking comment. Of course he didn't. <laughs> now, at least it sounds like he got a cop who's trying to do their job. You got some cops that are trying to do their do do their job in Los Angeles, and it's, it from if I'm understanding this cor- uh, correctly, it seems like that the the sheriff is going to be calling in the National Guard, and not because the governor probably won't. Do you think that's how it's going? <clears throat> do you think that's how it's going down now? It's like the government the governor refuses to call, but the sheriff calls the National Guard, and hopefully the National Guard will come. You know how it is in Grand Theft Auto. You know, you get the four stars. You know, you start get, seeing SWAT and stuff. You have five stars. You get see the FBI. You know, you get six stars. You know, the National Guard comes in. That's why, that's why it happens like that in Grand Theft Auto. That's how it goes. Excuse me, San Andreas. Los Santos. <laughs> Grove Street family for life. Speaking of gorgeous women. Uh, Candace Owens warns Democrats over potential election day violence. You will get eaten by your own dog. You're either on the side of mob rule or the side of law and order, Owens tells Tucker Carlson tonight. Conservative activist and blackout author Candace Owens Owens lamented the lack of civility in modern political discourse on Tucker Carlson tonight, on Monday. Uh, She blamed Democrats for signaling tacit approval on election day violence while undermining the legitimacy of the voting process. Quote, we're walk- walking down the street today in Washington, D.C. I see these doors boarded up, Owens told uh, host Tucker Carlson. We're here, but we're here what's, but here's what's really interesting. These owners are also writing on these boards. We support Black Lives Matter. Now, why would a business owner feel the need to spray paint on their own businesses, business that is boarded up? We support Black Lives Matter. It's because they know exactly who's going to attack them. They know it's not Trump supporters. They know it's the radical left. Owens claimed violent actors are getting, quote, getting dog whistled actively from the leftist media who is telling them there is no way Trump can win this election legitimately. House Majority Whip James Clyburn, Democrat from South Carolina, flatly stated Sunday that the only way Democrat Joe Biden could lose the election would be for, quote, for voter suppression to be successful. Quote, what does that signal to all these groups on the left? Owens fired back. It says, you know what? You have, the right to de- you have the right to destroy because no matter what happens, if you don't get what you want, it's because things were not done legitimately. Owens issued a, issued a warning to those on the left who were unbothered, quote, watching these businesses get boarded up that have turned the other cheek this entire year because you hate Trump so much. Quote, let me tell you something, she said. You will get eaten by your own dog. When we start going down this road in America, if you think we could somehow put the toothpaste back in the tube, they will come, there will come a time uh, where your own side will have a disagreement and they're not going to stop. They're going to come for you too, she warned. They will move into the suburbs, move into the homes. 
There is no way to stop this, Owens concluded. So be careful and think about that when you head to the polls. You are, on either, you are either on the side of mob rule or the side of law and order. She is beautiful, smart, intelligent. Love her. So, got one last story. May I have to end early? Okay, suspect found asleep in McDonald's after evading authorities in a high-speed chase. This happened on Halloween (laughs) that night. A suspect who... Who had, evade, who had evaded authorities during a high-speed chase on Halloween night through, through multiple counties in Michigan was eventually found asleep in a McDonald's restaurant. Authorities had reportedly given up on the chase due to the presence of trick-or-treaters in the area. They're scared of hitting kids in the pursuit of this guy. Michigan police arrested the suspect at a McDonald's near the town of Chesening, WNEM reports. The unnamed individual was reportedly reportedly sleeping at the time of the arrest, which occurred on the morning of November 1st. According to the news outlet, police originally began chasing the suspect while driving near Carson City. The pursuit reportedly crossed county lines into Saginaw County. At that point, officers requested assistance from the Saginaw County Sheriff's Department. A Chesoning police officer reportedly advised that it would be dangerous to continue to uh, to the pursuit in due in the area due to the pursuit, due to the presence of trick-or-treaters. The officers eventually lost track of the suspect, whose vehicle was found later crashed into a fence near an elementary school. Authorities searched the area, but reportedly could not find the individual. It wasn't until the morning of November 1st that the suspect was spotted near an apartment complex. Witnesses told the police that the suspect had been given a ride to a nearby McDonald's where, where they were found asleep. Both of them? It's not the first time that Mickey D's has uh, been the scene of an unusual arrest. Fox News previously reported that that an Ohio man faces misdemeanor charges after he set off an alarm at an Ohio McDonald's after midnight. The 25-year-old reported he had a hankering for chicken nuggets while intoxicated and then went to the fast food chain in search. (laughs) However, once he arrived, he was surprised that no one was there to take his order. Authorities reportedly arrested him as he exited through the front door. My goodness. <sighs> what can you say? I think I might be too smart to be a criminal. Because, <laughs> yeah. After being chased by the cops, I mean, I don't know. Is that how you ditch cops? You just duck into a McDonald's and get a Big Mac? Is that how you, is that how you lose the cops? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to end early, and it looks like I'm going to have to end it myself. I don't know if EK's in earshot or not. But this has been Shock Monkey Radio, and I want to remind you again, go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron, uh, $3 a month, very cheap, get access to all of our video content behind the paywall. I would appreciate it. And there's also also other tiers in there, and you can you know give as much as you want if you go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Or if you have a cash app, you can use cash tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. Send me some money. Or write me a little note. I'll read it on the air. Why the hell not? If you want to email me, be featured in my, mail, uh, my sometimes mailbag segment, you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. I also have the YouTube channel, Shock Monkey Radio. So if you're Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube and BitChute, uh, I got some videos. I'm putting, starting to put videos up there now as well. 
So yeah, I would appreciate it. If you can't, if you can't become a patron or send me money on cash app, you know, all you got to do is go find a clip that you like, go share it with your friends, tell people to listen to this podcast. I would appreciate it. This has been shock monkey radio. Happy reelection day. And I'll see you next week. I'm the madman and I love you.